Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith. I'm here to bring you the post-game show following Bayern Munich's extremely disappointing 1-1 draw with Hoffenheim. Ah, what a mess. Uh, this Bayern Munich team cannot appear to get things together. Thomas Tuchel is still trying to figure things out, and it's become quite clear he has no handle on this roster at this point. doesn't really mean he can't get there and can't figure it out, but right now, this just isn't good to have a 1-1 draw with Hoffenheim on your home field at this stage of the season when you need a win. It's a terrible result anyway. you slice it. Hoffenheim is a team that has played well of late, but has been pretty poor throughout the season. So for them, this is an excellent result. Uh, for Bayern Munich, however, well, it's one to kick right into the bin if you ask me. Let's get started and go through the rundown of how things happened in this one. Bayern Munich started out the match. They were a little more crisp than, than they were in previous matches. They looked more comfortable, more confident. The passing was a little more accurate. Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job to start the match. Uh, defensively, I thought that they were pretty sound and looked pretty solid. And in the 17th minute, that all paid off. There was a corner attempt uh, from Yashua Kimmich that was headed away up to the top of the box, landed at Kingsley Coman's foot. Coman, in my mind, took a shot, uh, tried to take a shot, and uh, he hit it hard. He hit it on the ground, but it landed right on the foot of Benjamin Pavar, who was able to put it right through the legs of Oliver Ballman. So Bayern Munich went up 1-0. Great goal from Pavar. Good work from Coman. Whether that was a shot or a pass didn't really matter. He did a, a really good job just to get the, the pass or the shot into the box and somewhat on target to allow Pavar to make that play on the ball. So it looked good 17 minutes in. Bayern was confident, but slowly but surely you could start to see some of the wheels come off. They couldn't really muster many other good chances the rest of the first half. Uh, I thought Serge Gnabry, it's really unfortunate because it, he just doesn't look comfortable as a striker. He plays with his head down much more as a striker than he does as a wing, which I, to me is a little bit concerning. Uh, especially if you're going to use him at that position. There were several opportunities he had with the ball on his foot where he could have passed to someone else who had a uh, not just a better opportunity, but a better look at the net and failed to do so. So uh, not a great match for Gnabry, but uh, the offense in and of itself after Pavar's goal really couldn't get much going. Uh, got through the first half, second half happened, um, happened to start, I should say. And again, it was a little bit slow to get moving. Uh, in the 59th minute, or uh, I should actually say the 60th is when all the subs completed, Tuchel decided to make some changes. He brought in Jamal Musiala for Leon Goretzka, Alfonso Davies for Kingsley Coman, and Matisse Tell for Leroy Sané. Uh, this would prove to be a very interesting substitution. Uh, obviously, Tuchel wanted to get these three players a decent amount of time. Musiala is a player who I, I thought probably should have gotten a start at wing. Uh, Davies, I could see why he sat. He had a, an awful game against Manchester City, and he has not been good this season. Uh, if you ask me, uh, I just I don't like the way he's been playing. I think all the talent is still there. All the ability is still there. He's still going to be a good player, but he needs to refocus. I don't know what's gotten into him this season, but it has not been. Uh, and it's actually been a pretty steady downward uh, trend since that 2019-2020 season where he emerged and really took over the spot at left back. It just hasn't been good 
in my mind, good enough since then. Uh, Tell came in for Leroy Sané. Uh, again, Sané, had a, in my mind, was, was decent. Um, Tell did not uh, get the start at striker, which maybe he should have, and he did provide some life. Uh, in fact, I, I think that the entire attack was rejuvenated a little bit by Musiala, Davies, and Tell coming in. They, they did provide some offensive spark. Unfortunately, the defensive work uh, of the team and the shape took a hit when those three came in, and I felt like Byron went into a little bit of scramble mode defensively. And it wasn't like it was like this obvious turn of events because the trio did help the attack apply pressure offensively. Just defensively, it wasn't great. There was a different feel to it. You didn't have the stability of Goretzka. You didn't have Sané out there who does play defense, and so does Coman. Those are good defensive players. So, um, in my mind, it was, a, it was a good thing to try and do by Tuchel. He tried to get the attack moving, but on the other side of it, it did leave some holes in the defense. And, of course, this all led to a 71st-minute uh, foul on Andre Kramaric by Thomas Muller. Uh, Kramaric then, man, it was, a, it was a good free kick, a really, really good free kick. He hit a curling shot going toward the post. Jan Sommer got a piece of it, but not enough. So now we all know what's going to happen with Sommer. All of the criticism he took over the last week is just going to get heightened. Uh, probably a shot that, listen, I'm not going to say he should have had it because, I mean, it would have been a tough save. I thought it was a great shot for, by Kramaric. Uh, but, you know, you're going to hear the argument that he should have saved it, I'm sure, from some people. So uh, with that, Kramaric tied the match, 71st minute. And from there, it was, you know, a couple opportunities for each team. Ryan Gravenberg was uh, subbed in at the 80th minute. And I guess I should mention there was a pretty nice play by Pavar, who looked like he had given Bayern Munich the lead, but uh, the goal was disallowed by VAR, uh, which was unfortunate because it would have been really capped off a highlight day for Pavar, but was not to be, of course. And Bayern Munich ended the match with a 1-1 draw. <sighs> So now that we've gotten that part of the show out of the way, let's just let's just talk about where this team is. It wasn't a terrible effort from Bayern Munich by any means, but it just wasn't good enough. Uh, you know, like I said with Sommer, he, he probably could have gotten to that shot, probably could have pervers, uh, preserved the clean sheet, uh, but he didn't. Um, you know, we had a little bit of a different look with the starting lineup. Of course, Gnabry started at striker, and then there was Thomas Muller as the attacking midfielder, who I thought Thomas Muller had a really good match. I thought he did a lot of good things. He was clearly one of the only players in my mind that was able to consistently look for new ways to get to the goal, to make runs that were threatening. And, and to me, it's just a good game from Muller. I thought Coman was actually pretty good as well. I know I felt like Sané was not as, uh, it wasn't one of his best games, but I didn't think he was terrible, and I know he's getting a little bit crushed by some of the online rating systems, but I didn't feel like it was like a, really a thing where he was a detriment to the team at all. Kimmich and Gretzka started in the midfield. I thought Kimmich was really good. Gretzka, so-so game from him. Wasn't terrible, but <clears throat> I do think it should be noted that when he came out, the stability within the defense in front of that back line definitely took a hit. Uh, the back line, of course, was Pavar, and he teamed with Jao Cancelo at the outside back positions, and Dio Upamecano, who I, I didn't think he was great again, and Matthijs De Ligt, who was not his best game either. I don't think they were terrible, but just really was not one of the top performances from either player. 
Uh, so uh, that was the starting 11. Didn't really work out the way I think Tuchel wanted it to. They did not get enough pressure. They uh, offensively, uh, I thought defensively they did a lot of good things, but just was not good enough from an attacking standpoint. That's been a prevalent theme now, game after game. It's not really just a Tuchel problem. We had seen this before under Julian Nagelsmann as well. Uh, this group is just not clicking. And part of it is there's a lot of change. There's a lot of players being moved in and out. Positions are not optimal, of course, with Canabri playing striker. It is uh, it's a problem. And right now, as I wrote about in the weekend warm-up column this week, Bayern has to focus on winning the league. I mean, listen, the Champions League, you know, we can all live in the fairy tale land of thinking Bayern, this Bayern squad is going to score four goals and hold Man City to a clean sheet and they're going to move on. It's not going to happen, not with the way they're playing right now. Uh, so the focus has to be on winning the Bundesliga. And the fact that they couldn't come in and play this match and get three points on their home field against Hoffenheim, against a team that has really been scuffling all season, it tells you where this team is at mentally. They're not there. They are not performing on the pitch. There's something wrong with their focus. There's definitely some cohesiveness issues, as we saw. I mean, you can't have a fight in the locker room and there not be any lasting effect. I don't care what spin there is from anybody. When that type of thing happens, it does not go away quickly. And that should be noted because it's going to be a continued issue. Until things get sorted out and this season's over and they get to reboot, that's going to linger over this team. Now, where can Byron go from here? You just want to make it respectable against Man City. That's all you want right now. And I hate to say that, and you're, I'm going to get crushed for saying that, but right now this is not a team that is able to really put forth any kind of effort that's going to give fans confidence they can go out and get the job done. And there's a lot of people online and a lot of people in the BFW community that think you need to, you need to support 100%. You, can, you always have to be positive, but you know sometimes you do have to look at the way things are. It's not great right now. The board made a catastrophic decision in what they did to Nagelsmann. Not because Nagelsmann is this world-class coach that couldn't be replaced. This, simply, it's the timing of it. You, you, you put a cloud over this team. You created tension. You threw a new coach into a situation that was not going to be optimal for him or really for anyone else. It, it was bad all around. And the board should be heavily criticized for the, this decision that they made. They should be criticized for the way they've handled personnel. And this is not going to end easily or prettily. It's, it is going to be a really tense end to this season. Bayern Munich is going to have to find a way to dig deep and win the league because Borussia Dortmund, for as messed up as they are in getting a 3-3 draw against Stuttgart today, Stuttgart with a red card, uh, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Dortmund can find a way to claw back into this, especially if Bayern is not going to take advantage of opportunities to close them out like they had today. And, and yes, it wouldn't have officially meant the end of Dortmund, but Dortmund only getting a draw against Stuttgart and Bayern getting three points today would have been massive. It would have given some breathing room, some room for error. That's all starting to be eliminated. So I think Byron's going to have to change some things. Tuchel's going to have to figure it out. I mean, you can't just think that Chupo's going to come back and that's going to magically solve the attacking problems. This was an issue they knew was go. This is something they knew was going to be an issue going back to summer. You could not 
lose Robert Lewandowski and think this team was set up to have anyone that was capable of leading the attack. And when we had heard all of this that Thomas Muller could do it as the striker, it was laughable. He was never going to be able to do that. So to continue to roll out a 4-2-3-1 and lean on a player like Gnabry, who's not a true striker, to lean on Chupo, who's not exactly a world-class striker, what are you doing with the team? Are you being creative? Are you being innovative? No, you're just falling back on maybe what worked under Hansi Flick. This is a different group than Flick had. Maybe using two at the top would help alleviate some of the pressure because it's clear right now they have no one that is capable of going into a match against Man City and putting up two or three goals from the striker spot. That's not happening. I don't care if Chubo comes back. Hopefully he proves me wrong, but uh, I don't see that happening. And for Tuchel just to come out and spin wheels like he did today and not really make any significant changes, nothing that was really going to really provide a jolt, it was a wasted opportunity, and that's how I feel about it. So that's all I got for this one. Very tough match for Bayern Munich. I know we're all disappointed with it. Uh, drop to me in the comments how you feel. Let me know on social media how you feel. And as always, you can get me at the Barrel Blog. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works on Twitter. You can get... Tom Adams at Tommy Adams 71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get all of our talented and wonderful podcasters and writers at BavarianFootballWorks.com. Check out all of our coverage. There's going to be a lot to say about this match for sure. Uh, we will be hitting on all of our normal coverage, the initial analysis, the match awards, the observations, this podcast, and of course, all of the reactions. So check us out. Appreciate you listening. Sorry there wasn't three points involved in your weekend, but hey, There's always the next match, right? We'll see you next time.